Friday. My name is Mike Goldman, and today on the mic has a mic off, Mike Gunner, Mike Goldman. He's from Married at First Sight, reality TV superstar. He has his own podcast and a name like a video game character. Mike Gunner, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. I like the idea of superstar. I like what you did there. Well, you're on the number one TV show in the country. How are you not right now? You can't you can't walk down the street without getting noticed and asked for autographs. Yeah, that's and true. That is true. How long do you think that'll last? Uh, probably another week. <laughs> probably two weeks if you're lucky. Oh, I've noticed it dropping off. It, it depends actually. If, if you do any more TV commercials with little pussycats. Are you do a mattress commercial at the moment or something? Uh, bedding. Bedding? Bedding, yeah. Well, this yeah. guy likes to spend a bit of time in the sack. Let's get him on a mattress conversion. I've been known to. Um, yeah, no, look, uh, I, I actually uploaded a picture to Instagram uh, a couple of weeks ago and uh, it was a, a neighbor's cat had jumped in my bed and I was patting it and my girlfriend took a photo of us. Uh, and a betting company decided that that would be a good look for their brand. And uh, here we go. I'm now doing a bit of modeling for a betting company. Why not? Is that your first modeling job ever? It's not, actually. Um, I used to throw myself down a runway once upon a time. Oh, really? Yeah. What kind of stuff? Lowe's? <laughs> Excuse no? me. David Jones? No, no, no. I, I used to... Gucci? Yes. Getting oh, there. It's all Gucci. It's all... Well, do you know, I don't like Gucci stuff. No, really? I don't, Tell no. Tell us about your fashion sense. You know what? I'm... Uh... No flannel? Actually, <laughs> excuse me. This is a this is a Levi's shirt. Um, I don't know if you can notice... It's flannel in... Oh, okay. No, it's not no, no, this yeah, is Levi's flannel. rocks. This I love is Levi's. cotton. Um... No, I don't like the whole brand thing. I'm not a big brand guy. I, in fact, I bought this. I think I paid about 12 bucks at a, um, a vintage store. Big fan of vintage stores. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like the idea Me of recycling. Too, you can see, most of my clothes are falling apart. Well, that's cool. I mean, you look cool in that. And mm. the thing is, you know, a jacket like that, you, how long do you reckon you could have that jacket for? Uh, this shirt. Oh, wait, actually, you know what? It is, it is a bit of a label. It's, it's some Bondi label, and I think, I think this is uh, couture. Oh, yeah. It's, it's mm. chiseled couture. It's a manufactured so like, just bit of damage. Just get it down a little bit to make it look like it's old. Well, I can see what they've done there, and it works well. Um, but, I mean, you could own that jacket for 20 years, mm. right? Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe the sleeves... It's a shirt. Just, it's a shirt. It's a shirt. Well, it looks like... Because I'm wearing it like a jacket. You are, what you're saying. to be fair. No, it looks good. Looks so what's good going on with you, man? What you, what's, what's going on with you in the world? Life's what, good. What are, the, what are the plans since being on the Australia's number one reality <laughs> TV show? Which, by the way, I'm not really going to go into it too much other than no. saying, I think it's the biggest crock of shit television show I've ever seen. It is so set up to make the people on the show look bad. Yeah. I'm, I, I pretty much guarantee that the people who put that show together go looking for people who aren't meant to be together just to make good TV so people go, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. How can these people do that? Thoughts? Do you, do you think? <clears throat> I'm not saying the people on it are uh, bastards or assholes. Sure. I mean, some sure. people are a little bit, little bit freaky. Yeah. Uh, don't... Uh, and and I'm, this is coming from someone who watched like seriously two episodes. Oh, you didn't see the whole thing. I, I absolutely didn't see that. See the whole thing. Okay, well, it was a pretty fair. Synopsis. I saw a promo where you was telling uh, Heidi, who's a, an old mate of mine from way back, that you were in love with her. Yeah. And, and uh, now I just thought I better check his Instagram, see what he's doing. Oh, hang on a minute, that's not Heidi. There's some other chick. <laughs> so. Well, man can't live on bread alone, you know. And oh, I was you single. Got needs. Yeah, of course. And, and you know, I ran into that girl. I actually wasn't looking. In fact, I think that's when you find someone that you really um, connect with is when you're not looking. Well, you look, you were blind. You're like, <laughs> hey, you weren't looking? Couldn't see anything? No, I wasn't looking. Uh, in fact, I just stepped out of a gym uh, and then she was on her balcony. In oh, her... So you were pumped. You were like... <laughs> do you know, I've lost a lot of bang, weight. Bang, bang. Hey, baby. Just been doing... You know, you do push-ups and you, you, know, you, get, you get a bit of muscle. Do you going. do many push-ups, Mike? Yeah, I can... Um, I... 
I, man, I do sit-ups. I sit How many up. push-ups can you knock I out? I sat up this morning and I'll lie down tonight, so there's one push-up. No but, <laughs> no, but seriously, I've been going to the gym every day for the last day. <laughs> okay. I can tell. It's, it's working for you. You on the, you on the gear? What, what, what's no, I never have been. No, buddy, I'm like not even 90 kilo now. You know, I was almost 100 there at one point, but um, I lost a lot of weight during stress. Are you stressed out? Yeah, I was stressed out. Why do you out. stress out? I don't stress out much. Um, emotions, whoa, hello. Emotions stress me out. That's that's my biggest stress in life at all, mm. if at all. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a bit sensitive, probably. Did you stress out working on TV? <sighs> probably not. Um, I, I was pretty well in control. Uh, I was stressed out watching it back. Um, but, on yeah, no, I was stressed out during that. But in a good way. Mm. You know, I think it's those moments of uh, adversity. How do you handle it? What do you do? Do you meditate? No. Do you ring up your mum and go, Mum, what do I do? No, just, uh, you know, plant-based diet and uh, regular exercise. You're a vego. I am. How long has that been happening for? About uh, six years. Oh, okay. So uh, what made you decide to go vego? Because you love animals or you hate plants? <laughs> Sorry about the aeroplane. Yeah, it's, uh, geez, they're noisy here. That's a low one, isn't it? That is a low one. I feel like he could touch the wheel. Um, no, look, uh, th- both of those, well, not both of those reasons. Um, I-, I do love animals. I'm an animal lover. Um, I don't like to think that, you know, animals could live in ca- have to live in cages because, what, we're hungry. Um, you don't need it, clearly. Mm. Uh, it, it, there's a thousand reasons. Look, you, you, you sleep better. You, uh, you feel better. It's better for the environment. Um, did you know that the greatest contributor to global warming is actually animal production? Cows farting. No. Isn't it? No, that's inaccurate. Um, there's no doubt there's a... Methane. No, that's not it either. Um, it's the clearing of land to Yeah, they, to what they do in the Amazon's ridiculous. It's something like the size of a football field every, every 10 seconds. But every it, 10 I was, seconds. I was hearing that 20 years ago. Can you imagine how much has been lost? I mean, it the feels... The size of a football field, if you did the math, every 10 seconds for the last 10 years, that's heaps. there's no more Amazon. I know. And you then know, the lungs of the planet. We need that place. We do. I, I do think we eat way too much meat. And, and Australia, I think, is uh, one of the biggest meat eaters in the world per capita. Do you know why we eat meat? There's two main reasons. Marketing. Well, it's probably that too. saying that we need it. Tradition and habit. Mm. They're the two reasons. It's not through necessity. I mean, people say, oh, I need my protein. I need my, uh, my fiber. I mean, I need my iron. Mm. Buddy, have you seen a gorilla? Have you seen a silverback gorilla? Those yeah. things are like 250 kilo of solid muscle. Mm. Mate, look at some of those. A uh, those cow. Kangaroo- cow just chews grass all day. Well, it does. But you look at a kangaroo jumping around. Buddy, they're ripped, mm. right? I mean, they haven't touched a, a stick of meat in their lifetime. So, I mean, people are misinformed. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I've started my little podcast. We will get onto that. And and. and uh, our teeth as well. I mean, where our teeth are flat. That's like, right. Like uh, animals that would only eat grass yeah. as opposed to like a tiger or a bear that might eat meat that's got sharp teeth. It's, it, that's right. Yeah, we have. We still have a... Con- and our, our um, intestine, intestinal tract as well, apparently... It's not designed lo- for it's, it. It's not designed. It's a lot longer so to, to process... Um, vegetable Grass, matter. vegetable yeah. matter. Yeah, we have the canine tooth, the central, the lateral and the canine. Um, and people say, well, I have a canine tooth so I should eat meat. Not really. No, that's that's actually. Is inaccurate. that called a canine? Canine, yeah. People say canine, but it's not. It's a canine. Oh, if you got rabies, I guess it would be. <laughs> well, that's right. Mm. I haven't had that. Uh, what is, so, what do you eat on an average day, being vego? Oh, mate, there's any number of things. In fact, you know, anything that everyone else eats, just beside the meat. Mm. Um, you know, and and look, I. But you know what I've learned over the years, Mike. I'm about 70 percent vego, and I'm working my way towards being a hundred percent. But sometimes I. 
I just someone will service me meat, and a lot of people around and go, and there's no other option, and I'm hungry, and I feel like I just feel like I have to eat. Yeah. Otherwise, mm-hmm. later I'm going to feel like shit. Absolutely. No what Look, do you do in those situations? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, you know, you go to a festival or an event somewhere, and I mean, everything on the menu is meat, and yeah. you know, you can either go hungry, or you can eat meat, and I have eaten it in those circumstances. You carry apples fair. and bananas in your pants. Oh, I, I literally you have. have some there now? I have. Well, I just had an apple, a banana, and a pear on the way over here. Okay. Um, plenty of fiber for me today and some sugar in there but um look it, it's something i've learned over the years you have to be gentle and delicate with it you, if people you know they shut their ears if mm. you just start out with i, I never open with i'm a vegetarian mm. but um, if someone says hey you know how'd you get to mid 40s and you're in you know you're lean and you're, you're positive um i that's what i tell them it's like all right well that's the secret yeah i didn't think you're in your mid 40s i thought you're a bit younger than that yeah so 40 like, i'll be 45 in a couple of months uh, how old are you i'm 46 oh yeah yeah there you go there yeah, well. you go and, and you're you, eventually, you, you know, you've got all your hair, you know, your bits and well, happening. Yes and no. What yes do you mean? Yes and no. Dude, I got a hair tattoo. Piss off. No kidding. What do you mean? Well, I'm bald um, at the top. This is public knowledge. You didn't know this. Did you do any research I'm about s- me? I'm sorry. I, I didn't Google, is his hair real? <laughs> That's all you would need to Google. And Are you, you get serious? The whole story. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Can I touch it? Absolutely. Oh, uh, like it's... It's smooth. Oh, but there's a little bit of there's a little bit of old hair there. Oh, still. very little, very little. Oh, so you still have to shave it? Yeah, yeah. So I shave the sides, and mostly because it still grows on the sides. Um, and at the top, I don't know if you can see. You see this little scar? Is it that side or that side? Yeah, there's there's a scar. Okay, there. <clears throat> that scar was there. And oh, the... so that's not a uh, a Banabee scar? No, 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 oh, no. Can, if you go to tattoo my hair in, can you please just put in a little scar right there? Well, no one in... look tough. I'll give you the tip. They actually do do that. They do normally put a scar in, but for me, he just went around my existing scars. I'm going to show you the top of my head and you're going to see a bunch more. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, so a misspent. Yeah, a bit of that. Bit of bit of misspent. You're falling off skateboards, motorbikes, mm. that kind of thing. Um, helmetless, of course. Mm. And uh, But yeah, no, that little scar, you just went around it and it kind of honoured the fact you know, that I had one originally. And it also gives the impression that it's a, it's a real hairdo, mm. but it's not. Um, so I've paved the way for all those bald men out there. And I'm, I'm not, you know what? Somebody on radio asked me about it and I think they thought I would be ashamed mm. and I'd be like, oh, no, it's not, you know, but mm. mate, own it. Do you know what I mean? Own it. I have absolutely, I never take a backward step, Mike. I'm happy with who I what am. What made you and, decide to do it? Well, I, I actually, do you know what's funny? A mate of mine from the gym, um, he turned up one day and he suddenly mm. had this kind of hair. And I was like, buddy, I don't remember you having so much hair. Uh, and he told me about it and immediately I decided to get it done and yeah, I never looked back. And what's it cost to do something like that? Do you know what? It's not as much as you think. It used to be more expensive, but there's a lot more people getting it done now. It's about, I think it's about 1500 bucks and then it's there for life. And look, mm. do you know what? What? You know, girls are getting what? Uh, their boobs done. They got hair extensions. They got fingernail. They got all sorts of cool stuff. And why can't the guys have some fun too? You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. There's hey, heaps of guys getting done. Do you, you, you want to look better? You had anything else done? No, um, just that, but... Uh, you got good teeth. Thanks, yeah. man, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no, I have had these done. I got them knocked out. Oh, what, playing skateboarding or something? Or? Uh, yeah, no, um, it was a motorbike accident, um, and I lost one completely, and then a fist fight, and I lost another one. Ooh. And then I chipped a third one, and I had a friend at the time who said, you know what, uh, let me just sort this out for you. He's a dental prosthetist, and mm. so he, put, he did crowns for me years ago, 10 years ago. But, uh, what about Botox fillers? Any no, never had butt any. implants? No, never had any um, of that. Muscle implants, abs inserted. Excuse me. Dude, I'm pretty skinny, so, you know, mm. no, none of I, that. I would have done that thing with my head, but uh, I, I have a head shaped like a peanut. 
I, I shaved. I like it. your head. I you got good hair. I shaved it once, and it's I've just got a big, massive bump there, and I, I get another huge sort of bump in, yeah. in the back. And it just like I remember when I shaved my head, someone came up to me and said, "What happened to the back of your head? You look like you've been smashed with a baseball bat." So uh, and that's I, and that's all it took, and then you grew your hair. No. What did you say to that person in that moment? Well, I just laughed and went, "Fair enough. I'm going to grow my grow my hair back over that weird bump." But so you've let what somebody said affect the way you feel. No, I actually, um, I, I didn't get that done, but I've had hair cut out of the back and stuck in the front. Have you? Yes. Okay, okay I like it. They've done a good job. Yeah, there's a, a guy called Dr. Nudson in Sydney. Okay. And or what they do is they just take some hair out of the back and they stick it in the front. And they actually have a robot that does it now. Is that right? So what this robot does is that they attach it to the back of your head and it takes out a hair strand by strand uh-huh. so it doesn't leave a scar. Because okay. people used to get this, this done and leave a big line scar That's right. along the back. I've like seen Jamie Foxx has got a massive couple has of he? lines along the back of his head and you've got a tattoo over the top of it, try and cover it up. Mm, but, complicated. Um, but now that, that doesn't happen and the, the robot takes it out and uh, the, the hair artiste, uh, Dr. Nutson, he'll come in and, and sew one Is that at right? a time. It sounds painful. To, to get something done like that, it's about 10 grand. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah this is the cheaper option. So you're going to have to want to do it. But that, God, that was like 10 years ago. Okay. And it's naturally growing of its own accord. Yeah, now. yeah. Well, it's, it's the, the big, tough, strong hair at the back. Okay. Listen to us little vain chickens talking about our well, hair and up. But you're right. You know, if, if girls can go and get, you know, fillers, implants. Right. Uh, you get the boob job done. Yeah. Get ears, and why, they're so proud why, of it. Why can't guys, you know. Do you mind if I vape? Want to do that as well. You can vape away. Mm. This, is, this is a vape studio. You can... Do all the vaping you like. What is that? What flavor is this vape that you're doing? I've got a little bit of uh, vanilla and um, dragon fruit going on here. And let me tell you something about vaping. And I'm glad you brought this up. Well, Mm. I didn't actually mean to bring it up, but um, I've been vaping for a little while. I used to roll cigarettes once upon a time. And I, I, do you know what? Everyone should that smokes that cannot get away from cigarettes should be vaping. Mm. But, but isn't it coming out that these things give you cancer too? No, that's inaccurate also. And I'll tell you why that is because I've done the research. Um, they used to call it popcorn lung. Okay, mm. now the reason they call it that is because in the United States there was a popcorn factory that mm. would make you know this this popcorn product, and they would coat it with a material that is similarly uh, you know in this particular liquid that I'm vaping now. Mm. Um, now the concern is that you know these people that worked in this factory day and night were ingesting or you know uh, uh, inhaling so much of this in such a quantity that mm. it was giving them this this uh, you know infection in their lung, which was actually not a big problem. They could get over it was like a cold, the symptoms of bronchitis. Uh, so that's what it is. Look, I, anecdotally, I can tell you, man, I have never had any issue with vaping. Nothing, mate. I surf, I run, I can run a mile like without coughing like I used to with cigarettes. So it's a good thing. Yeah, my uh, I got my dad a vape from a place called MedMen in the US that okay. sells all the uh, marijuana you could possibly imagine, all the crystals that you want to smoke, or mm-hmm. not crystal meth. That like there's <clears throat> apparently marijuana crystals, all sorts of crazy stuff. Love so it. many different products. And uh, he was having a bit of a uh, problem with the uh, cancer in his throat, and uh-huh. smoking a vape with some CBD in it fixed that right up. And did it get him high, or it was just the symptom of? I think it relaxed him as yeah. well, because I mean, it'd be quite stressful knowing that you've you've got cancer and uh, you're having to oh, deal with okay. that. And, and He's probably all... high right now. How's your podcast going? It's going well. Do you know what? Can I tell you something, Mike? I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. That n- number one, first and foremost, I really enjoy it. I got a, a guy I live with who um, is a marketing guy. He never really was a technical fella at all, but I'm even less technical than he is. So I employed him to um, you know work out all the cable and do all the stuff that you know on the computer. And, and he and I sort of host it and co-host it and we're having so much fun with it. Look, 
is it super popular? Not right away. Um, it'll probably take a little time, and we're a little bit, a uh, little bit, you know, slow on the uptake. We're getting mm. better as we go. I think we're onto our seventh episode, and we're having, you know, other people come in. Uh, you know, they don't have to necessarily be celebrities; just interesting people, yeah. with interesting stories. Do you know, what? So, some of the best shows I've done have been with people who aren't really that well known. They just got a really good story to tell, right? And like the most views. Because I think a lot of the times people go, oh, what do I want to listen to? Oh, I mean, this guy was an ice addict and got over it. I don't know a lot about that. I'll listen to it. Yeah, it yeah doesn't absolutely. Necessarily mean have to be. Oh, this guy was off a reality TV show, or this guy had a movie coming out, or something like that. Yeah. So, who you got lined up? Anyone exciting? I just had this guy. Have you heard of a guy called John Cootis? No, who's he? Okay, he's a bit of a local legend of the Gold Coast, which is where I'm from now, um, and he's. He doesn't have the lower part of his body from probably, it feels like about the belly button down. Mm -hmm. I've never really asked the detail of it, but he's this inspire. He calls himself an inspirational speaker. Um, mm. And mate, he's met everyone around the world. He's a really top guy. Mm. Uh, we had him in yeah yesterday, just sort of talking about his life and just throwing questions at him and whatnot. Really decent fella. And uh, man, can considering what he has to live with you know mm. he gets around on a skateboard because mm. he physically can't yeah, know, walk I've, obviously I've, I've heard a lot about that guy he's so inspirational oh buddy he travels he's the world you know yeah just telling people his story and like there's not a dry eye in the house absolutely another guy who i interviewed which got a great reaction was uh mike rolls he uh i know that guy he oh. had meningococcal okay and just one day on a footy trip he just became unconscious and, and woke up in a hospital one leg missing, other leg half eaten by meningococcal, um, half of his face, and eventually uh, he had to cut off the other leg because it, it, it was easier for him because he had so much trouble dealing with that leg. And, and that's what he wrote a book about, you know, okay. cutting off the dead weight and removing the dead weight from your life and turned it into this, this amazing story and presentation that he does that helps people realize that there's some things that you're carrying you just need to get rid of. In his sure. case, it was a leg. A leg. And, and and it's just great to get those kind of inspirational stories from people. Can you imagine the effect that that's had on his day-to-day -day life? Mm. I mean, imagine just not having your legs. But get this shit right. This guy can play golf as good as anyone I know. He's, he's pretty much playing off scratch. Is that right? And he, he's got both these um, metal legs. You know, so he can stand up on Robotic them. legs, yeah. Wow. Oh, no, you walk around. Have you seen the technology that they've got now with the, the yeah. people who might uh, lose an arm? Or so he's still got something to attach to. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I was um, the stadium announcer at the Paralympic Games in Sydney 2000. And back then, the technology was mind-blowing where these Paralympians could, would be running 100 metres in like 14, 15 seconds. They'd beat us, basically. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and back then, they were talking about how the technology is going to get better and better to the point where they're going to run faster than people who actually have legs. No kidding. That yeah. Os Oscar Pretorius, yeah. mate, he can move. <laughs> he can move. Sometimes in the wrong ways. Yeah. <laughs> he's not Do moving much he's at the moment, though, in prison. Do you think he's guilty? Absolutely. Okay, yeah, me too. Come I, on. I, it's, it's a silly question. Got, in the middle of the night, he'd been fighting with his wife, obviously. I mean, he, you know, that's that was obvious. And then were, everyone was talking about that. Shot her through the door. And, and so who's in there in the <clears> toilet? <throat> Bang. Yeah. It was a, You've got a gun. You don't just... You'd, you'd have a conversation through the door, wouldn't you? Yeah. You know? Did he go to prison? He had, I haven't watched that story for a bit. I haven't yeah. been following it. He has gone to prison. He's in jail, yeah. Good. Yeah, that's where he belongs, I think. I'm not a fan of him. He, uh, Yeah, he's he's um, he's a really creepy dude. Yeah, he was um, a bad person, but uh, yeah, a great athlete. And you know, yeah. just, just because you're a great athlete doesn't mean that uh, you could be the best bloke in the world. What's your take on Israel Folau? Oh, boy. Look, uh, 
you know, okay, let me let me hit it from this angle. As an athlete, three codes did so well. You know what AFL and uh, and rugby league, rugby union, great did he athlete. Play AFL, yeah, he was a very handy AFL Didn't player. Israel played. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Early on, they I think they took him from league to AFL, then he went to rugby. But I know he did uh, a stint in AFL. Mm-hmm. So, um, but look for the things that he said. I don't agree with it. Mm. There's no question. Um, you know, far out. You know, it, it, it's a bridge too far to expect mm. people to, to agree with what you're saying as far as, you know, gay I mean, uh, what, what's his message? Gay people are... Well, what? No, it's not his message. It's actually uh, from the Bible. And he's a preacher. Mm. And he's he's got up and he's quoting the Bible. And he's quoting it on his Instagram. And he's yeah. saying, if you commit all of these, these sins... You're going to hell. You are going to hell. Yeah. And, you know, one of them was saying, you know, if you're homosexual, you'll go to hell. And... Like, I don't take offense to any of what he said because I don't believe in hell or heaven. Yeah. <laughs> and and, it, and whatever he wants to do in his own private time on his Instagram, I don't really give a shit about. Yeah, yeah I feel And yeah. these people who, you know, are pretending that they're offended by it. And is, I don't know. It's, there's just it, something that really stinks about it. That's for sure. I mean, it, it sounds like some Old Testament stuff to me. Yeah. Um, I, that That's not, you know, I feel like he hasn't evolved his thinking. They, they uh, I, I know that the... Um, the uh, rugby union authority, whoever it is, the uh, I think the ARU said that um, he's finished. They tried to pay him out a million dollars as a settlement. Yeah, but he's taking it all the way to the high court. Yeah, he doesn't and want to stop win. playing. He'll win too because it's what what he does in his own freedom private of speech. Time. It's it's his religion. We have freedom of religion. Yeah, and he's a preacher, and he's just you know saying you know you commit sins according to this this book this religion. Yeah, then is it hate speech? You're going to go to hell. Um, you know, it, well, I think well, if, it's you, not if really, you go through it? most religions, you're going to find some something yeah, that we interpret as that's hate a good speech. Point. That's a good point. Um, yeah, look, oh, Farah, it, it's uh, it's a struggle because you know he's such a he's an inspirational guy, mm. right? Um, and then he's come out and said this, and I think you're right. I think he will win it. Um, I'm all for the freedom of speech. Mm. There's no question. Um, I think he's outdated in the way he's thinking, and I don't know what kind of audience he expected to, mm. that would you know accept. Well, what. it's it's his, his audience was uh, you know in church. Anyone and that people, listens, and yeah. some some asshole in church filming him. Oh, was that while he's saying certain things and putting it out as like, oh, look what Israel Folau is saying, but it. He's quoting stuff from the Bible. Yeah. Know? I mean, how far do we want to go with, with censoring that kind of stuff? And the thing is, if he does win that court case and he goes back to the, to the you know, the game, imagine that locker room. Imagine how frosty that'll be when he gets back in there because all these boys will be like, oh, boy, mate, you know, you've said all these things and, 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 and will he necessarily will they? be welcome? Will they? Probably I, not. I, I don't think, think they give a shit. I don't think I, they care. I, I reckon they'd just be like, it's, it's easy. It's what he's always been like. And, and I, I'm pretty sure when he'd be out on the town, you know, having a few drinks with his mates. Oh, yeah, people are still going to get photos. Said a hell of a lot worse. Oh, there's and, no question. And, and everyone in the team would have said a hell of a lot worse what, things. What is that, Mike? Tell me about this, your take on it. Look, I've said some things um, in the public eye that weren't, you know, mm. people weren't a fan of. Mm. Um, nothing that, honestly, people I, most people I know haven't already said, mm. you know, in the locker room or just, you know, on a bus it's or in a room talk. Like Donald yeah. Trump said, how- grab her on the pussy. No, it's locker room talk. See, that, that, that I don't agree with. I don't like that. That's mm. not fair, you know, to say the things that he did. I mean, that's just rude mm. and, and not classy at all. just met as well, which is just like, whoa, it's a bit weird. He was just talking himself up, you know, big noting himself. I'm sure that there's, you know, there's... Far out. Don't get me started on Donald Trump. But look, I've said some things that I wasn't proud of it, but do I need to be hauled across the coals for it? I mean, people that... that, that what did you say? And, like obviously on the show you said I don't even think I need to repeat stuff. it I think it's on t-shirts now what, what? I've said yeah, what's yeah, on no a kidding. t-shirt oh some of the lines that I said in um, my uh, experience on television give us give us a t-shirt oh, I can't I can't give you that unfortunately 
I think, you know, when you're on a primetime TV show and you're number one and millions of people are watching, newspapers and magazines, radio stations, they want to get in on your action. They want the people that watched your show to listen in, to their yep. show and read their papers and whatever. So they'll take something from, from what you said or what you did and turn it into a story. Yeah. And most of the time they'll ring you up and try and get you on their show so they can get a comment That's from right. you. That way their story goes from that to this yeah. because we got the guy from the actual show buddy I went on radio a couple of weeks ago um, oh, maybe a month and a half ago and it was a radio show down in the Goldie and it blew up for them mm. because I wasn't willing to just sort of lay down and let them tee off on me it mm. was, I think I was talking to three uh, let's call them professional radio hosts um, and they'd come in with a story look I went, I'll tell you the story you want to hear it? yeah sure <clears throat> okay so I'm at a party that I was asked to go to on a, on a yacht really cool boat coming out of Broadbeach there brand new yacht oh the yacht that's, the yacht that, that, that looks crazy oh it is it's a great it's night it's like a nightclub on the water alright anyway I took one photo with uh, this particular radio DJ um, this girl you know really lovely girl actually as it, as it turns out I've met her since she's a real sweetheart Heather and, Maltman no 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 I'm not dropping names okay. but people will know <laughs> what I'm talking about you just said lovely girl I thought it must be her here we go. Put a put a good word in for you, mate. That's good. I like what you did there. Uh, so I get one photo with this girl. Um, and then the next thing, everybody's, oh, they're together. And it's yeah. like, hang on a second. Yeah. That's not the case. And you know it. They knew full well it wasn't. So when I'm on the radio, they're like, ah, Mike, so what's going on with this relationship? And I said, well, nothing. And you know it. And they're like, well, no, 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 come on, tell us more. And I'm like, well, there's not a story. You've just manufactured this out of fresh air. Mm. Uh, and then onward and upward we went. Uh, you know, you know when- what your problem was? You took it too seriously. No, not you, I you didn't. Should, you should have just gone, yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm looking to marry her at first sight as well. I well, mean, that's I, I, the question. I, but I want her to propose to me. Unfortunately, let them think you are. Yeah, but I'm cut of a different cloth. I won't yeah. do that. I mean, if oh, the yeah. truth will always yeah. find its way. That's what happens with people, you know, they, they, they come onto a reality TV show and they don't get showbiz and they realize that people are just trying to make a story or make it into a segment so that people watch it. Do you reckon that's what it is? Absolutely. I'm not copping it. I'm not having it. No, you don't, you don't want to know people no, talking while I draw, about you in the wrong way or, absolutely or saying not. something a little bit strange. Or, no, no, good luck with that. Because the thing is, if you, you can do it all you like in print media and online and whatnot, but when you say it in my face, I'll tell you what, it's going to be a different story. Yeah. And everyone comes off second best, Mike. Mm. And I've noticed this. Um, you know, there's a point to which they feel, I think they go into it thinking, oh, he's just going to lay down and cop a kicking here. But when you don't, they're like, uh-oh, we've got you know, no plan B. This guy doesn't cop it. Because the majority of people who would go on a, a show like the one you were on or any sort of reality TV show like Big Brother or what have you, they're, they're like deers in the headlights and they're a bit freaked out when they get on a radio yeah, show. Yeah, i got no to problem with you or And you, you, you just go, right, no, I know what I'm saying and I know what happened and, and you stand up for yourself. Do you know what it is, Mike? And, I, and, and that's a good point you make. Um, I was in, I've been an electrician. I'm a tradie. Mm. Uh, I've been in the building industry for more than 25 years. Mm. And, uh, you know, from where I'm from, you know, we sit in meetings. We do we, uh, chit-chat on the, on the job and whatnot. We're very frank. Men, I think, are very frank and, and very forthright. And that's just mm. what I brought along to, to my whole experience. By the way, my TV experience was a lot of fun, amazing. I learned a lot. But it's the post-show experience that's kind of got me startled. I feel like uh, that almost the media are sort of state-sanctioned trolls. It's trolling. Mm. The things that have been said about me, I think it's, it's gotten trolling. worse over the last 10 years because Definitely the media to. have a smaller piece of the pie now as opposed to you know every, everyone who's an individual online reporter setting up their own YouTube page. or I mean, the, the pie is split up into so many different pieces, yeah. whereas it's not just... You know, a couple of radio stations, a couple of TV stations, and some magazine newspapers. Sure. So they are really fighting 
to, to get the eyeballs. That and, has to be it. And, and so, so they have to turn it up a little bit. And they've got editors and producers saying, come on, come on, come on, we've got to get the more views. You're about to get sacked if yeah. more people don't watch your show. So, so there's some desperation in there. They'll push your buttons there. a little bit more to, to get a reaction. Do you know what? Can I, can I tell you something? It is a guilty pleasure of mine. I quite enjoy this. Mm. Um, the, the harder they come at me. Think of me as a brick wall. The harder you hit me, the more it's going to hurt your hand. Like really, I, I don't care about it. I, it I, I have a thick skin. You know, I said I was sensitive before yeah. to certain things, you know, yeah. to affect affairs of the heart and that. But if it's attacking yeah. my uh, my mind in a way or, or my, my uh, personality, I'm cool with that because yeah. I have that confidence that it's like, come at me as hard as you like and I'll but always stand my ground. Why can't you just say it's water off a duck's back? I don't really give a shit what people say. Well, it's the matter of principle to me. It's a matter of principle. Um, I don't go around talking shit about people. I mean, honestly, I don't. Uh, and, unless you come at me and then it's on. The gloves are off and we will go toe-to-toe. But the, the, the fact that I... And this is where I'm bothered by it, Mike, is that there's so much media consumed by people. Everybody's got a device in their hand. You know, everybody's on their computer and listening to radio and television and whatnot. And essentially, and look, you may not be programmed, but you're certainly uh, swayed into a certain way of thinking. And I don't like the the media ha- have this incredible power. Really, don't they? Mm. To, to, to sway thinking. And that's unfair because the rest of us that, that don't really know. I, you look at some of the elections in the United States. I mean, you wouldn't even know what to believe because the media are really swaying how you're thinking about who you're electing. That, that's Depends dangerous. What state you're living in. It's dangerous, man. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, we could talk about the US election for hours and, well, and, and let's leave it alone. But and, and how things are going. But is there any uh, media outlet in particular that pisses you off over the uh, the time you've worked on on TV? Um, well, I'll tell you what. There's a story last night by um, the Daily Fail. Um, and I don't mind. St- I don't mind. The Daily Fail, man. You can ring up and fart in the telephone, and they'll write a story they, about it. They love me. The Daily Mail will uh, honestly, no matter who you are, you can ring up and say, "Hello, yeah. we're having a tea party at at a bowls club in Brisbane, and Joylene spilled some tea on me." Yeah, there's yeah, a like, story. It's a story. They'll, because they know that one or two people might read it. They just churn it out. Churn yeah. It out. Yeah, that's true. But I will say this for them. To their defense, they always... Well, in most cases, they'll message me and say, Hey, Mike, listen, do you want to talk about this story? You know, you've dated the world's hottest grandmother's daughter. Oh, my God. Seriously. It was actually a bit of a compliment because she's gorgeous. It's like, all right, I'll I'll claim that. That's Mm. fine. But they will always message and give you a bit of a heads up of what they're going to write so that I have a a right of reply. I mean, it wouldn't matter what I said. They're still going to write it. Mm. Uh, And that's annoying. Um, But... You know, that's fine. We, we can have this relationship back and you forth. You dated the world's hottest grandmother's daughter? Look, for a couple of weeks I did, yeah. A couple of, Oh, okay. Yeah, so, it was so right. Was, was the grandmother really hot? Did you get to meet the grandmother? Um, it, well, actually, it was the mother. She mm. She's this given this title because she has a grandson, I think, or daughter. Oh, so the mother or the baby. daughter? Okay. I never met the mother. I never put eyes on her. But um, the daughter, I, I sort of chatted to her online at, at one point. She, in fact, she contacted me and said, oh, I saw you in a bar. Mm. And um, yeah, yeah, she said, let's Tinder? catch up. What's your go-to? No, 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 no. Oh. It was, uh, this was on Instagram. She oh. saw me in a bar down there Instagram's in Instagram's like in a dating Berlin. app now, isn't it? Do you reckon? Yeah, he's like, hey. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I'm, I would I'm never... engaged, so I, I can't Are speak. But hey, congratulations! I, I, I hear that that you could just message girls and say, "Hey, what's up? What's going on?" You probably um, could. I mean, I know, I know. Guys will sit there and they're basically trolling for as many, sending the same message to like fifty different girls, and that's hope, a mistake. Hopefully, they get a bite. <laughs> that's a mistake because these girls could be friends, and they go. <laughs> can I tell you something as well? You know, th- this whole dating app thing. I've got friends, and they send out these messages to girls, and I read their message. I'm like, what, what do you think you're going to get with that? You know, come on, man, you're too direct, or you're too. Mm. I should start a. I should start a site where I give tips to guys. Mm. on just how to chat with women. Okay, let's start now. The number one tip. Hi, welcome to Mike Gunner's Tips for Women. <laughs> this is how you're going to meet the girl of your dreams online. 
Tip number one. Excuse me. Come on, Mike. Don't You can't just throw me into it like that. But let me tell you something. There's going to be women all around this country that will just be honestly pulling their hair out right now going, this guy, okay, he's what, what, too what much. What mistakes do guys make then? All right. Well, believe it or not, um, it's, well, firstly, they're way too direct. Um, and they're forgetting the manners. You know, you still need to have good manners. Am I right? Are we exceeding time here? No, no, Okay, no. sorry. Uh, and, and look, that's critical. You know, you have to be polite and, and courteous and charming if you can. You know, if you can afford a little charm in amongst all that, you're doing very well. Um, these guys are just too direct. And the way that they speak about women, I know a lot of guys um, that I know, you know, they'll refer to women as or girls as like bitches or, or hoes or whatever. That Just lose that from your vernacular altogether. That That is not a good attitude toward women. I've been accused, no kidding, more than once of being a gaslighter a misogynist and a narcissist i did explain before what a gaslighter is and it's essentially somebody who reduces a woman's uh self-esteem to such an extent that she's suddenly you know um really in, uh she's lost all her confidence and whatnot and then do you think you can be blamed for that just i can't be blamed for just, that just because you lose interest in a girl and they lose self-esteem because they realize that you're not interested in them anymore if you're not interested in a woman just tell her just, just be gentle about it and say, look, you know what? I think it's run its course. Um, I'm sorry. I feel like I can't maybe give you the emotional uh, investment that you, you need right now or something like that. Um, but be honest and open. Don't just ghost a woman, not call her. I mean, that's unfair. That, that's unfair because then the next time she's going to be a little bit gun shy meeting another guy. You know, this is, what, this is the problem with guys. They're not treating women well enough. Do you make girls gunner shy? Oh, I like what you did there. Um, Oh, I have done in the past. I mean, I've made a ton of mistakes. Like I'm, I'm not coming from a, a, an angle of a guy that knows everything. I certainly don't. I'm learning every day. But I, I do know, you know, the, the, the 101 lessons on how to, how to be kind to someone. You know, you have to be kind. Mm. And I'm trying to bring back being, and, kindness being cool again, by the way. And so, uh, so what's the, uh, the number one mistake guys make when they're messaging girls online? What, what, what would be a good opening line and what's a bad one? I'll tell you a good opening line. Um, Oh, far out. I can't believe we're having this conversation, but okay, let, let's imagine this girl's profile. She's about the right age for you. Um, you know, she looks fun and healthy and got all the, the right uh, qualities and, and values that you think you might be interested in. Don't just go messaging 50 girls the same thing, cut and paste. Like they're going to, they're on to you about that. Find someone that you think, you know, or, or maybe two or three people um, that, that might suit you pretty well. You might just say, hey there, um, I'm Jimmy. Uh, I read your profile, you know, you seem uh, quite charming. Um, perhaps we could catch up for a drink one day. Or in fact, I wouldn't even ask for a drink straight away. I'd say, I'd read through a profile. Let's say she loves animals or she likes to go hiking. Uh, oh, I, I see you like to go hiking. Have you gone hiking at any particular mountains that I might know? Or something like that. Start a conversation. These guys are straight in there with, oh, you know, send me a nude. Or So you're like, do some research. Do your Don't research. Don't just send a dick pic straight away. You wouldn't go up to a woman in a cafe or at a bus stop and say, Show me those breasts. I mean, that would just be ridiculous, right? She's going to slap you or certainly freak out and go, you got no chance. So why would you do that online? Why would you say to someone, you know, speak to them any other way than you would in real life? You're going to be charming in real life, right? Yeah, people could say and do whatever they like at the privacy of their own home and on their phone and they, they get a little bit confident. But when you're actually talking to someone in real life... Do you know what it is? It's completely different. It's impatience. A lot of people have impatience. Guys, I suppose, you know, you, what do they say? Don't don't uh, shop when you're hungry and don't tinder when you're horny. Um, so just always be patient because people will test your patience immediately to test who you are and, mm. and to see if they can trust you. If you look like an impatient person that just wants to get from zero to 100 immediately, you know, a woman wants to be wooed. A woman wants to be taken out on a couple of dates. So you know? I, I know what you're saying. You, you should probably have a pre-wank before you tinder. 
So you're more relaxed and, you, and, and you're not trying for the sexual angle. You're trying for more of a, a, a friend and a partner. And then if it helps, if it helps, that's fine. You can do that. But look, I don't know. How, how do we get onto this? Oh, okay. You know, all I'm saying is that for the, those guys out there and there's plenty of single people and single girls too. Um, girls don't make, mis- make mistakes as well online because mm-hmm. I did a bit of online dating in my time, you know, previous to... How many other- girls do you reckon you dated? Uh, no more than probably anyone else, I would think. You know, I don't know. Do you, do you, do you keep keep count of like how many girls no. you might have slept with over the years? No, no. Could you remember all their names? I probably no. <laughs> Can you? Absolutely. Oh, here we go. Yeah. I, hang on, I did a lot so of trouble. So... Anne, Annette, and no. <laughs> of course, I can remember them all. I go. No, look. Uh, I'm not even going to... That's not a fair question to ask a person. You can't ask how many people you've slept with. Yeah, I've been on, I haven't been on a, a show where, where people get married at first sight. Yeah, but... So you kind of leave yourself open to those Can I be honest with you? I, people go, oh, why did you go on that show? And I'll tell you what, I legitimately it was for... Because I was single and I thought, what a cool way to meet someone. Mm. Really, I did. Mm. Um, I felt like it would be a, a really unreal way Did you way trust to... the process where you thought, okay, these guys are professionals. Well, they, I did. They know what they're doing. They're, they're actually going to find the most perfect girl for me that I would probably never find in a million years if I was searching online or going to bars, going to clubs. This is, this is the best match for me and this is going to change my life. Look. Did you think that? Did you believe it that much? Yeah, I or did. Or you just think, ah, this would be great for my Insta following. Let's do it. Look, the, uh, these people have got plaques on their walls behind them. Do you know what I mean? So, like, they're, they're more professional. Buddy, I, I'm a tradie. Um, I'm, I'm not a love guru. So, I've got these three people working on the case. Um, I did love the show, to be fair. I liked the format of it. And I thought, and I'd never been married. I wanted to see what that was like to, to have a woman walk down the aisle at me. And, and wow, what a moment, to be fair. And so, look, th- those guys and the, 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 well, the experts on that show, they are professional and they do know what they're doing. And, and I think they, look, you know, you said earlier they put these couples together. It's, it's, it's an unknown quantity. It's not an exacting science putting people together. So sometimes you're going to have a success story and other times not. I what mean, is that moment like when, when you saw Heidi off in the distance? Because she's the most beautiful girl. I mean, I'm, I've known her for like 10 years. And we're not like best friends or anything like that. Yeah, but you got, know of We've her. got mutual friends. And yeah. she's always been so funny and loud, outgoing. Yeah. I'm amazed that she's not married already, you know, that, that she, she has been single for so, so long. But what's that moment like when you... You see, you see, you go. Who is it going to be? A brunette? Is going to be a blonde? Yeah. She's going to be short. She's going to be tall. She's going to be Chinese. She's going to be Italian. Greek. You don't know. Oh, I don't know if you saw that scene, but I'm taking these deep breaths. Um, I was, I, I don't even know if I'd call it nerves. It was anxiety. I'm thinking, oh my god, I'm going to turn around if this woman, because to be fair, like you could turn around and just see someone immediately go, I'm not attracted to this person. But then it could be a really great girl uh, or guy in their case. Um, so it was, it was, I'll never forget the moment. It, it's etched into my memory. Uh, I remember looking out to sea because we did it on a beach, a beautiful beach. I mean, the scene was gorgeous. Mm. I'm looking out the sea and there was actually whales jumping and, and, and there was whales on that wow. day. I thought that was a good sign. As long um, as it wasn't a whale at the end of the red carpet. <laughs> well, it was, a, it was actually a little timber boardwalk, actually. Oh, um, but no, when I spun around, look, I wasn't disappointed. I, I thought she was lovely. Um, you know, you know yourself and, and she, she does. She lights up a room, this girl. Uh, look, it's a shame it didn't work out. Um, but th- that's not to say that I didn't make every effort. Um, and, 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 and honestly, I, and I've been this sincerely, that, you know, this show could work for people. Um, it it really? isn't. It, yeah, it is a numbers game. Did it work for anyone? Yeah, but you can't look at it like that. You can't look at it like that. I don't think. I'm an optimist. Like, mm. I, I imagine turning around and seeing this girl that I'd be with forever. Dude, I'm in my 40s, right? And you're getting married yourself, mm. by the way. Have you been married before? Uh, no. You haven't? Okay, first time. Not yet. 
Well, hey, wow. how are you feeling about that? Coming soon. How are you feeling about yeah, that? Yeah, great. Uh, you know, I think you just got to find someone who makes you laugh, someone who gets you, someone who you love having a great time with, and someone who's not going to ride you all the time, and or not that way. Uh, yeah, someone Somebody's not going to be on your case all the time, if you know yeah. what I mean. And, and, you had that before? And let, let you be you. You had that before where the girls have been on your case? Yeah, but it's just because we're in different stages of our lives and wanted different things and... You know, but I think that... How's this girl different? She uh, is someone who works in the entertainment industry, like okay. me. Okay. And like if I'm off hosting an event late at night and you know, she's okay with, with clients, she'll get it. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. If I've got to go away for a couple of weeks to work on a TV show or, or whatever, then she, she'll understand. Yep. And like you know, she just went to Bali to work on a movie for a couple of months. And okay. you know, she got a green card and she's flying to the US, just did a show at... Um, Columbia Pictures, no Warner Brothers Studios, and okay. uh, you know, and, and and like if if I was doing that in a relationship in the past, it'd be like oh, it just wouldn't work because being away from each other so much, you just have to be able to um, miss each other. And yeah, and there's that other. trust that's there as yeah, well. Yeah, and, and I, I trust them more than anyone I've, yeah. I've ever known. And I, and trust is a, a really important thing, especially if you're you're having those kind of long distance relationship things. Yeah, how long have you known this girl? Three years. What's her name, if you don't mind me asking? Bianca Zupes. Hey, I like that. Yeah. It's a nice name. Uh, is she Italian or? Lots of fun. She's Greek. Greek. Ha- half Greek. Gre- I'm sorry, but, you you're know, right. If, yeah. if you're like 10% Greek, you accept it as you're 100% and you, yeah. you, you eat lamb. And you, you know, You've been to Greece? Uh, I have been to Mykonos and Santorini. How good Santorini? And uh, we're probably going to get married in Greece. We're going to do a uh, little elope. Well, oh, you haven't got a plan yet. Elope in Corfu. I think in Greece. Oh, at this you're stage, gonna love yeah. Corfu. Because she's she's got family from there. You've been there. I have. Yeah. Oh, what's it like? Well, there's a hostel there called the Pink Palace. Oh, okay. um, that's probably where I'll be staying. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> you definitely won't stay away. Um, this is when I was much younger, but um, I, I spent most of my time up in the Cyclades, which is the group of Eos, Mykonos, Naxos, Paros, uh, Kos, those sort of areas. But Corfu's down the bottom. Um, in fact, I went to another one, Rhodos or Rhodes, uh, mm. Rhodos uh, Rhodes, um, and there's an old city that's beautiful. Greece is gorgeous. Mm. It's beautiful. Uh, and the food's amazing. The people yeah. are lovely too. And and she is. And her family are great. And I can't wait. So it, it'll, it'll be incredible. Do you think you'll ever, um, you know, walk someone down the aisle again? Or do you think you'll ever get married again? Well, I've got a suit ready to go for it. Do you so. see that as you were actually married? Or do you see that as you I just did. on a reality TV show? Buddy, I had the ring. Um, you know, I, I had a suit. I had uh, a, a girl in a gown and my family there. And we had a reception. I, I did. I mentally, you're ready for a wedding. Like, even though there's no signatures on paper, um, you you know oh, really? you take I it very you seriously. Did all that as well. Why no, no, didn't no, they no. do that? So they can't get half of your stuff at the end. Probably, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I believe other countries do it where they actually do legitimately get married. All right. So this this isn't an Australian concept. This is no. another country. I'm not sure actually. We uh, I thought had, this was the first place that we were stupid enough to do it. I'm. You know, I think they did it up in Denmark or mm. Sweden or something right. like that. Maybe six seasons. So six years it's been. Well, it's going to keep going if it's pulling mm. the. Those kind of numbers. Well, it's a good show. I mean, it really is. People love it. In fact, if you look at the ratings, it won every night. So we did really well. Massive for Channel 9, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys did. Congratulations on your Thanks, show. Thanks, man. Yeah, appreciate do that. Do you think the producers hate it when you say that? Probably it's not do. his show. Probably do. filmed him. But um, no, look, you know what? I made some good friends in that show. In fact, I was only chatting with Cam yesterday. Uh, I chat with Mick, uh, Nick, Mark, mostly the guys. Tamara from time to time. She's cool. Um, there's a lot of cool people in the show. I, and in fact, I'll tell you something else. I made a commitment not to throw shade on anyone, Mike, so uh, I won't do that. Um, I didn't get along th- that well with all, all the people, but now 
the, the show's done. Um, I, I've got full respect. You know, I, looking back on it, I think, oh my god, how did we? You know, not. Uh, I think we did. We all did really well, considering um, it was so emotional. Uh, and, and actually, a lot of people have asked me in online and, and in person. They've said, oh, I've applied for this show, and um, should I do it? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely, do it. If you're in a position where you're going to take it seriously, mm. and you're going to, um, you know, enter it with full sincerity and honesty, mm. then absolutely. But if you're doing it just to get famous, don't bother. What are the good things you've taken from that show? Do you know what? I think I learned a lot about. Um, <laughs> The list is a long one, um, but I have certainly learned a lot about myself. Uh, you know, I'm impatient at times, and other times I'm I'm quite uh, mostly negative stuff about me that I need to work on, and and that's that's honestly I really do feel that I've I've. I thought I was okay. I thought I was like, not perfect, but I thought I was really in a great space um, emotionally, mentally, and all that. And I realize I'm probably, I don't think anyone is ever. And uh, now I realize I'm more of a, a, a work in progress than, than ever I was before. But uh, it's good. It's rattled my cage. It's made me go, Jesus, Michael, wake up and, you know, improve. Self-improvement. Michael, Mike, does your mum call you Michael when well, you're I call myself that when I'm in trouble with yeah. myself. Oh, um, my mum too. Like, Mike's just, uh, you know, my stage name. But when, I, when I'm in trouble and things are serious with my mum, it's Michael. Do you like your name? I don't know, Michael. Do you like Mike? Yeah, Michael's good. Yeah. You not like your name? I do. I like it. It's a good if you one. had another name, what do you think it'd be? It's a good question. Um, I, I was almost going to be Cameron. My mother was almost going to call me Cameron. I like Scott. I, I know a lot of cool Scots. Would you ever change your name? Like no. Andrew G changed it to Osher? What's that about? Oh, apparently, so he says in interviews and, and his book that I've got over there is that yeah, he met someone who he really looked up to and thought was an amazing person. And he thought, you know, I need to give myself a new name. What, that person that, that he met? That name. Decide, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. That person's name was Osher. Yeah. And so I, he decided to call himself Osher. And Ginsburg, maybe he just wanted to, you know, reinvent himself, because you know there was a stage where you know he was you know depressed and struggling and okay. living in LA and not sure what to do with his life and yeah. total revamp, new name. Yeah, I'm back, baby. Do you know what? I got a lot of love for that guy, and I'll tell you why. Um, and I got no problem with him, mate. Anyone, anything, anyone wants to do for, for to self improve or whatever, as long as it doesn't hurt anyone else, yeah. buddy, go for it. And I'm and I will never bag anyone out for trying to be something better than they are. You know, yesterday. Uh, and but I do have a lot of love for him because I do believe he is also a vegetarian. In fact, I think he's vegan. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Mm. Uh, immediately, his stock just went up in my book and mm. when I heard that. Um, but also, like, I like the way he presents himself. You know, he's he's got a. I mean, he's a handsome guy. Always has been. Uh, you know, and he, he speaks well. Um, this is the thing. You know, what? Tell me this. What is it? Is it Australia or is it um, the world in general? Is it human beings where somebody's you know, say a little confident or they've got something going for them. Do, do people tend to want to bring that, rip that down? Are you talking about the Australian tall poppy syndrome? Yeah, what's like that about? In, is that just Australian? In, in America, if you're doing well, this is probably the best way to explain it. If you're walking across a crossing in the US and someone's driving a, a Ferrari, Americans will go, hey, nice car. Right, right, Great right. Work. But right, in Australia, right. you'd be like, ah, look at this fucking wanger. Yeah, what, what's that about? I think it comes from uh, our convict days. Okay. And it's, it's, it's something that, this is just what I think personally. It's something that's entrenched in our culture of, you know, when, when uh, the convicts were sent here for stealing a loaf of bread and we we're always told what to do by the establishment. And, you know, that's why we shows like um, Underbelly do so well because, you know, oh, you know, the, 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 the crims are winning one up against the cops. And yeah. uh, I think that there's a certain element of our society that uh, doesn't like to see people doing well because they're not doing well. Yeah. <sighs> I don't get that. Mm. I encourage people that are doing well. I mean, I think do, it's changing. Do, I think there is there's a consciousness shift. In Not that, as bad it? as it used to be. 
good. Mm. I'm getting a taste of it though from the media. Yeah, but, and, and do, you, do you think that that's because they're just trying to turn something into a story or because well, we, they're, yeah, they're, we, they're actually jealous of you because you've been on a number one TV show and you're a, uh, what they would class as a reality TV star rather than someone who's worked their whole lives on radio and TV to get yeah. a, a, a job at a primetime show? That's a good question, and it's a layered one too. And the, I think the only way I can uh, answer that is to give you a, a just tell you a little analogy. Um, I was in an event not long ago, and I met a journalist. Um, <laughs> and journalists, look, I give them a hundred percent. You know, like like I'm doing with you here now. You know, I'm just I'm being completely tr- transparent and open. And if people want to judge me, well, that's fine. But you are judging the real me. There's mm. no facade here. That's why I'm happy to tell you about my head tattoo, or I'm going to give advice to men. People will be sitting there just shaking their head, going, "This fucking guy," mm. but. So I give 100%. And I met this journalist. But don't think that. Just think, you know, there's people out there that are going to get good things. From there's what people I'm that saying. will really like me, man. I get a ton of messages don't from people worry, going, Mike, don't love you. small stuff. Who gives a shit about what some wankers might be saying that don't even watch the show? But you've been in media a long time. So you're kind of, uh, you know, you're... I'm accustomed to it. Well, you are. You yeah. know, you're, uh, you've been in the saddle a while. Maybe... maybe you did. Yeah. Well done. Sorry. I thought it was going to bite you. Yeah, I've been in the media for quite you some have, time. You have, and, and maybe you're a little, you know, you, you, you're used to it, and that's mm. fine. But um, maybe yeah, I'm not. You, you, you can't take news stories personally. I mean, Is there any way of changing this? If you come out and talk about them, then more people are going to hear about it, and they go, oh, what's he talking about? And then they're going to go, oh, right, okay, fair enough, that happened. Is there any way of changing uh, the way that the media present? Because, okay, let me tell you something. If someone wrote something nice about me just once, they would be reinventing the wheel right there. I mean, that, that'd actually, that'd be something new. And I think that would sell. Do, do, do people not want you know good positive warm stories anymore There's they only just want one scandal thing worse than being talked about in the media and that's not being talked about okay so it's all publicity and if you want the publicity and you want the exposure which you do you want people no, to know about you and you want them to know that you got a podcast so people can listen to your show so the more that you're out there yeah, I guess the more so. people are going to go oh who is this guy why are they picking on him oh I like that I just watched an interview with him and he actually seems like a nice down to earth guy who has just let his layers go and he wanted yeah. to find the girl of his dreams and you know things turned to shit and it didn't really work but I might have a go at his podcast so there is a, a, a certain extent of being talked about and being out there yeah. is only going to help you you're probably right about that. Um, but please know this, Mike. It's not because I want to be any more famous. I mean, you know, if you and I went down for a coffee right now, I guarantee someone would come up and ask for a photo. Now, that, for the first couple of weeks, that's kind of flattering. Actually. But you'd take it for them, wouldn't you? Yeah, I do. I grab the camera and I give a little selfie. And, and in some cases... Oh, no, I mean, I'd take it for me and them. Oh, here we go. Oh, you mean yourself? <laughs> oh, sorry. Do you still get asked? I, I recognize you immediately. Do you, do you get asked for photos from time to time? Yeah, absolutely. Just just before my um, my mum was here, she wanted to get a quick photo. And uh, here we go. A couple of weeks ago, my dad was in town. No, yeah, yeah, sometimes. Not yeah. All, not all the time. But you know, when when you're on TV and every ad break has a promo with your face on it, then even people who don't watch your show are going to go, hey, and they want a photo, even if yeah. they don't watch your show, just to say, hey, look, I got a photo with this guy. Yeah, that surprises me sometimes because you feel like they want to come up to kind of get to know you a little bit better. And I'll have people say, I'm at the airport sitting, having a meal or something, waiting for a plane. Someone will come up and go, can I get a photo? Go, yeah, sure. And they get the photo and, and I'm about to shake their hand and go, oh, hey, what's your name, buddy? And they are literally walking off. Mm. It's like, well, do you want to get to know me? You just want the photo. They just want the photo. They just want the photo. Yeah. What's that about? Mm. For what? What? So they get put on Instagram you, you, and go, I met not, this guy. Well, you didn't really meet me. All you did yeah. was come up and do this and then walked away. A lot, a lot of, that's rude, for one. <sighs> but a lot of people just see you as a, a piece of meat that they just want to get a photo with and they don't care what you think and they think that okay. you, you just, they just want 
Okay, you fine. might just want them out of your out of your way. So then, and 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 some it just depends on the person. They might just be a little bit shy and and don't know how to talk to you. So that's for a note for you that that would be an opportunity to to meet someone. You did the right thing by yeah. saying, "Hey, what's your name?" Yeah. Um, oh, before you do a photo, what's your name? Where you're from? Hey. Well, that would be weird. Yeah, just but I, know I have to make the assumption they're there bit, for the right reason. Bit weird, and just say hello and just talk to them, ask them a couple questions about them, because most of the time you find those people are just really shy, and then they might be a fan of you, and and you don't instantly jump to the conclusion that. Oh, they're just an asshole that wants to take a photo and show their friends. You know, they they might actually genuinely like you. Yeah, no, you're right about that. And there's actually, hey, I'll tell you, this one woman came up and said to me, "Oh, Mike, um, are you Mike from the?" I said, "Yeah, I'm Mike." And she said, "You know, I should tell you, I don't. I wrote a thing, a very nasty thing about you online." I said, "Oh, really? What'd you write?" And she said, "Well, I said that you were this, that, and the other." And I said, "Well, I suppose you're entitled to your opinion." And she said, "Well, now I feel bad because you seem like a nice guy." And I said, "Well." yeah you know tell your friends that you know because i am a pretty decent person she goes oh can i get a photo i thought hang on you were just telling me a minute ago you didn't like me it's taken me 15 seconds to change your mind about this anyway i did take a photo with her and uh and anyway who knows what and she, she wrote with. online this is the prick i was talking about right who knows right um i'm pretty thick-skinned but at the same time you know you were just we we're just talking about so i guess is that just what fame is people coming up and recognizing you or is it you're doing something significant mm. because you hit the nail on the head I mean, if if you did something like you know you you had a a hit album or a hit okay. TV show where you're a stand up comedian or you've created written a feature film or written a TV show, yep, you've achieved something. Yeah, you, you've achieved yep. something. I mean, you you've achieved something in a different sense, and some people take it the wrong way and they go, you you're not a talented person, you don't deserve that space. But the thing is, your personality is being showcased when you're on a reality TV show good or bad yeah and some people will choose to focus on the bad parts some people focus on the good parts yeah and you're you're really lucky because you have a platform to be able to find the people that are focused on the good parts will be your fans and, yeah. and watch your show it's a good point mike i didn't think watch your like show that. listen to your show so just 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 positive and water off a duck's back don't yeah. don't put up with any oh i'm crap. not buddy i'm not losing any sleep over this thing it, mm. it's again it's a matter of principle to me um it, it's a bit like if somebody if you were sitting in a cafe or at a bus stop and somebody came and just slapped you in the face mm. right You'd want to know why they did oh, that. Oh, man, I've had that. I mean, I've, You've I've, had that. I've been out with, um, like, Brie Amo is a, a, a co-host with me on Friday Night Live, and we had millions of people watching on a Friday night. And then we go to a Gold Coast uh, appearance where, you know, we're doing some sort of a charity fundraiser, and some drunk guy came up, poured a full jug of beer on Brie's head. A full jug of beer. Jesus. Not just a drink because he didn't like her. And then when... What off, did he say? Went off laughing at his mates and high-fiving them. And it was like, Did this, they chuck him this, out? Yeah, absolutely. What this, an this a-hole. Is, and, and obviously she went home and, you know, she, the, a horrible thing happened. There's just, there's going to be assholes out there. Yeah. And there's going to be people who love you. And and that's that's just a fact of life. Yeah, not everyone's going to love you. It when you when you're out there and on the number one show in the world. Well, I think you're right about that. Look, you, you probably only want people that are fans that are, that genuinely understand who you are mm. um, and know that you're a sincere person and, and maybe you've got something to contribute. But I will tell you this. Look, part of the reason I did this podcast, look, and, and and I'd like to mention this actually. I, I, somebody wrote in in that that journalist I mentioned to you earlier. You know, he wrote, "Oh, Mike thinks he can save the world one podcast podcast at a time." Well, how else are you going to do it? <laughs> Seriously, I, what am I going to go join politics and and wait for those wheels to turn slowly and suddenly? I don't know what make the world a better place, buddy. We got probably fifty years to turn mm. this this world around, and mm. that's a fact. Mm. 
oceans are full of plastic. You know, temperatures are rising. Um, you know, polar bears are falling off mm. icebergs. Do you know what I mean? Like, we got a real problem on our hands. But it shows and nobody's like doing this anything. in conversations like this where they can see there's an know, awareness. Pe- people talking about what what is really going on in the world rather than a, a staged media story. That's, exactly. That's got sponsors that are oil companies all around. Right. It, right. That that's, that some of the population will go, oh, well, that's fair enough. That must be fact. Right. When they, when they've got something like this a long form podcast where people could sit down and they can yeah. talk things through and they can they can talk about facts they can google it on the internet while yep. they're having a chat yep. and 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 see things for what they really are and these these kind of chats not necessarily ours in particular but but just like in general s- smarter people than us having mm. conversations so mm. people can go wow that's we we need to make these changes in the world we need to, we need to you know help help Aboriginal kids in yeah. far out communities. We yeah. need to stop eating as much meat. We need to protect the environment more than we actually are. Yeah. Um, why? Because of these facts rather than, oh, why? Because of what this press release said from you know a government organization yeah. that, that's, that's got, got, got funds coming to them from different companies to, yeah. to help prop up their, their current campaign for the election. Sure. Mike, look, you're right. You and I are just, we're being impartial here. You know, uh, there's no agenda to what we're talking about. And and I think raising that awareness, I mean, you, you named a couple of things there. Uh, you know, the, are we a, some sort of a threat to the media where we can just be speaking completely openly? No, but we're we not are. getting paid to do this. We are a threat to the media. Do you think that's what it is? Absolutely, because the media is, is getting more and more into little bites to grab, capture people's attention yeah. and big headlines. But... And, and they, they don't have the time or the effort to, to expand to, on that, to expand on that mm. and in their, especially in free-to-air television yeah. and, and a radio show because they've got to cut to commercial break. Yeah. They've got, they got, they got to cut to the news. They've got to play a song on the radio or they've got to do what the program manager says. We can do exactly what we want for as long as we that's want. Right. And that's the greatest thing about doing a podcast or that's a show. Right. You know, if you get fired from a radio show... You've lost your fans. You've yes. lost the like page and the the Instagram page. Yeah. But you can do your show and your podcast for as long as you like. You That's can right. have a couple of months off and then you can come back and your fans will still be there. They're still still the ones who have found you, who saw something that you did on TV years ago or yeah. on radio or whatever and decided to be your friend and to be a part of, of your experience and, and, and everything that you're trying to do to make the world a better place. Do you feel like, I, I couldn't agree more again, and another good point you make, do you think that you in some way speak, I, I guess you're speaking for your fans in a way. I mean, mm. a lot of these people don't have you know a large Instagram mm. following or they haven't gotten famous or whatever. They don't have a podcast. I um, hate the term fans. Yeah, okay, forget I, I, fans. I, I, fo- I mean, followers I know, is every, not even a good one A lot too. of people say that. I, I consider them friends sure. because I, I think I'm the most contactable person yeah. out there that does a podcast or a TV show or whatever because people write to me and, and I make a point of writing back and say, do you what back- do you like? What do you want on the show? Well, you know, is there anyone that you think I should interview? And and you know, I'll I'll even if I get free stuff to give away, like I'll give it to the people who are supporting me yeah. and helping helping share the movement. So really, rather than fans, they're friends who are a part of the show and, and helping us put something out there yeah, that man. that is valuable to society and the community. Otherwise, the show will just disappear and be nothing. I like that. I'm going to use that term, friends. Um, that makes a lot of sense because fans. It makes it sound like we've elevated ourselves. It puts above a wall between you and them. It does. Yeah, yeah. I'm no, I'm no better than anybody else. Um, in fact, I've had a lot of people, and maybe you have yourself, where they come up and we have a chat, and they're like, "Jenna, you're very approachable. You're very easygoing." It's like, mate, I'm just a, a dude. Yeah. And and I'm no better or worse than you. I'm not on a pedestal. Jesus. Especially so when they read something that a journalist has written, where the journalist obviously didn't like you or watch yeah. a show or just wanted to get people to read the article, they think, "Oh, he." Must be a complete asshole, and they say, "Oh, there he is." They talk to you. They realize you're a real person. 
you just might have a few views or things that you might have said or done that have been edited nice and tight yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to make you look like a prick on a TV show. And then they realize, hey, he's actually a nice guy. Yeah. He's actually got something to offer the world. He, he, he wants to do his own show and, and he's doing it. And, you know, they're the suckers that put you on TV. And now you're, you're, you're actually going to use that That's to, right. to create something new and exciting. And we live yeah. in such an incredible time where people like you, an electrician, can go, okay, I'm going to do a fun little show. And now, oh, shit, now I've got this power where so many people know who I am. I used to do a show and I can talk about all my great values, which sure. are saving the planet and, you know, being kind to people. And yeah. you mentioned something before that's your new, new, your new catchphrase oh, or your uh, new slogan. Bre- make, making a, make kindness cool again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I mean, the- and I love that. That's great. Yeah. Well, what, what is so bad about that? There's nothing bad about that. I mean, if you just th- your relationship side of your life went, was a bit crap for a while. You know, we've all had that, but yours was just showcased on national yeah. television. And that's all it is. Yeah, that's all it is. You know, and you're right. Look, if you remain authentic and you are just completely sincere about your intentions um, and you remain completely transparent, I think people respect that. That it, People don't necessarily need to agree with everything you say. Mm. But, you know, if they can see that there's, um, some, well, some value in what you're saying, but also if you're being honest, mm. then honesty is, is, it's like truth, man. It always finds a way and, and people respect that. And, and that's my intention is to try and just remain as, as, as open and honest and, and transparent as I can. And hopefully people will go, do you know what? I happen to agree with a few other things he says mm. and I trust him. So he can't be a bad bloke. And I think that might be, in fact, maybe a perhaps a subliminal reason why I started uh, making a podcast. Was I just wanted to change hearts and minds. The whole, Well, not the whole country. Probably half the country thought I was a fucking idiot. Yeah, you wanted people to see you talking for and a go- long period of time without being edited and little clips of good right and there. bad and bad and good and right everything there, like buddy. that. Right there. Yep. And at the same time, it, it, it was like, well, by the time we set the studio up, it's like, well, why don't we do something good here and make something? And in some cases, you know, we'll talk about, I don't know, not so much current affairs, but people will, you know, ask questions off Instagram and we answer those or I bring a guest in and we, we just, it sounds like we're talking bollocks, but I'm actually building to something more significant where, you know, I want people to just, once I've established that trust, we can really dig in and start talking about, you know, issues that, that concern us, um, you know, the deeper stuff the more interesting things that will make a difference in everybody's life. I want to talk about a guy who is waxed, lean, works out of the gym probably about three or four times a day. He's uh, funny. He's a stand-up comedian. He's uh, even done a little bit of work in the US. Who is this guy? And he's someone who's been giving you a little bit of stick online. I'm talking about Ash Williams. Oh, okay. I didn't realize. What's the go with you and Ash? Okay, let me tell you the story. <laughs> I hope he watches this because he knows I'm going to tell the absolute truth here. I met this gentleman on uh, a TV show. I don't know if I can mention the name. I won't. But uh, we did a little show um, and he was co-hosting it. Um, and it was actually my father and I that were appeared on it. Um, and, you know, we, we rocked in there and we answered these particular questions. I felt like he bombed on the night. He asked my dad a really unusual question that was, frankly, um, a, a little bit rude. And my dad dealt with it in, in a really classy way. And uh, I think he was behind the eight ball. And he didn't do very well that night, Ash. But, you know, I could see his potential. He's probably a really funny bloke. I've never seen his act, to be fair. The next thing I heard was he was on um, a Melbourne radio show, uh, ripping in, saying, oh, Mike's, uh, you know, trying to stay in the media. And to be fair, I did ask him the question after that particular TV show. I said, hey, listen, buddy, um, you know, how did how you become part of the media? I wanted to know a little bit You're about... You're an electrician. His... You're interested exactly, in Exactly. A bit, a bit about his career. You're going to ask people questions. You just did something for him. You were on his show. Exactly. You answered his questions. Answer one of yours. Right. 
Now, that's right. You know, we had a chat. Mate, we couldn't have chatted for more than a minute and a half. Um, and then we went off and chatted with other people. We were mingling, essentially. Uh, it's, uh, the next thing I knew, he said, he was saying on radio that I'd asked for his email and that I was trying to pick his brain on how I could be part of the media and how I could grow my fame. <laughs> Mate, that, never did I ask for an email. Never did I send an email because I didn't have his email. And I just thought, you know what? This guy has actually lied about me um, to, I suppose, his contemporaries. What did he lie about? What did he say? Well, he said that I'd asked for his email and that I was asking how I could get into media, which I wasn't. I just asked about his career. Um, and then, I don't know, since then, I haven't really taken much notice of him. But I don't know if this is someone... Oh, they wrote about it in the paper and turned it into a story. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay, well, that doesn't surprise me. But I don't know. Is this someone trying to stay relevant? Um, mm. I don't know. Is he a good comedian? Uh, I know he's a good table dancer. Okay. He, he used to work in a I, uh, in a uh, a men's strip club in LA as a table dancer. I feel like oh, he's... was he a waiter? You know, I interviewed him, and I should know this. I'm sorry, Ash, if I can't remember, but uh, he's a, he's a funny guy, and I'm I got to say I'm fired up because I listen to his show, and I'm one of his fans. Okay, and um and and if you're a fan of the Ash Williams podcast, you're fired up. But I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask you this for yeah, him. Tell me, um, would you go on his show? Yeah, I would. Absolutely, without qu- where is he? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure he does it from Bondi. Oh, I'm not going uh, to just the just, for that, just no. across the balcony from his place. There's uh, a show, which part of the show is two people having sex quite often. That he sits there and he commentates on, oh, and charming. Uh, and pigeons. I mean, he has pigeons on the show, and a lot of other um, other big celebrities from uh, different TV shows. Ben Fordham, uh, Sam Mack. Yeah, um, he Sam hasn't Mack. had me on the show there. I've been on his show. I don't know why he hasn't had me on. I don't know what, what's, what's the problem. Hey, come on, Ash. But um, oh, so you would. Okay, cool. Oh, look, I, I think I, you should go on there and you should sort it out with him about the whole email address <sighs> and the wanting to know information about your career. Yeah. And, and, and then he can talk to you a little bit. Well, more. look, as sure as I sit here, that didn't, it didn't happen that way. So what, I'm, what we're talking about is, is, is a, a dishonesty, um, essentially a lie that, that I heard play out. I thought, he didn't write on. the article, though. Maybe it was no, 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 the I journalist. Saw this, I saw, the, no, I saw him say this on I radio. Oh, yeah, yeah, I okay. saw a YouTube. Somebody tagged me in it and it was right. him saying this. So it was with his words. It wasn't mm-hmm. edited. Um, and that disappointed me. Uh, oh. and, and I actually, I wrote to him. I said, in fact, I did. Did he write back? He did and said something and, and, and it wasn't good enough. So I deleted it. <laughs> what did he And write? I blocked him. Oh, I can't remember. I could probably find it. But um, I, I essentially wrote. Like, That's not right, mate. Yeah, I said, hey, what's, what's with that? Come on, you know as well as I do. I never asked you for that, and I never asked this line of questioning. I said, "Why? Why would you sort of throw me under the bus like that?" And I'll tell you what it is. Let me tell you why it is and and how. Okay, because I'm not going to name names. You worry about the particulars so Absolutely. much. Why? It's critical. It's why critical. do you care? Without rules in this world, but they're your rules. Nothing. Well. Sure, but I'm I'm the ruler they're of your my values, own life. I guess absolutely. Yeah, you, you can't. They're don't, not rules. Don't, they're your values. Just don't lie to me. As soon mm. as you lie to me, right? That's that's my yardstick right there. If I know when I'm being lied to, it's like a, a, an alarm goes off. You mm. know what I mean? That intuition you get when mm. you're being lied to. And in some cases, look, you got to go along with it because you mm. can't disprove but it. It was just a little particular, like you know, I was just a, he asked for my email and it, no, it, the whole. I think it was probably more going into the the, the selling a funny story mode no, rather than relying it wasn't on, funny. On, the, on the facts of the story. And you're an electrician; you've got to work with facts. Yeah, I do. You know, you got you can't put your finger on that that no. wire there, otherwise you'll die. So you so you're very structured in the way that you you do things sure. from your job, and now this, maybe that translates. This is heading towards your new job. You're like, hang on a minute, I didn't ask for your address. I just want to know about your career, and and that might have helped me with my career because I'm now working in this industry. But Ash is a good bloke, 
You'll love him. You, you got you got to get to know him a little bit better. And and he's 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 just a fun comedian. I that, give him another chance. I give him another chance. I give him another chance. But I'll say two things. Okay, firstly, you, you know, you defended him, and I like that. I love people defending their friends. I mean, I'm a proponent of that. And let me tell you something. Oh, we're not friends. I just said I'm a fan. Okay, well, fans. <laughs> hey, hang on. Fran, fans and friends no, no, are no, apparently. The, I'm a fan. With you're you. a fan and a friend. <laughs> They're apparently the same thing. And no, that's fine. But and I, I applaud that. However. Um, the whole crux of his argument was that particular detail and that detail was fabricated. So mm. that, that's rule number one. Secondly, I would give him another chance. Um, you know, I, di- I didn't mind the cut of his jib. He actually looked he looked like quite a handsome bloke to me. Like I thought, oh, this oh, guy Oh, he's might- a male model. Oh, is he? Yeah. I and feel like he was... a talented actor. He was on Two and a Half Men with Charlie Sheen. Oh, was he? Yeah. That surprises me. Hmm. Why I is didn't- that? Uh, I thought his delivery was... Um, I wasn't a fan of... Uh, I didn't think he was mellifluous enough. What's the, please explain mellifluous I didn't think he had a flow with the way he spoke oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that, but, but then maybe that's just me being biased now because he ripped in So, but I'm not going to do the same I'm not, two wrongs don't make a right so I'm not going to return serve on that but I'm just being oh, no, completely you can, honest you can, you can just say a message to him right now if you like no I, I don't doubt he'll see this because guaranteed if we, he knows we've been speaking about this he's going to watch um, and he'll hate that I don't think um, that he's as good as what he is but I haven't seen enough, to be fair. I haven't seen his body of work, and I'm not about to go out and look at it. Um, but I will say, I will go on his show, but I will tell you this, Mike. Yeah. If anyone tries to... Because I, I have these confrontations from time to time, and I don't take a backward step. Mm. But uh, I know that when someone tries to corner me, you know what I mean? They do it in the public all the time, in the, uh, in, in the uh, media all the time, on radio particularly, and th- never has anyone got one over on me. I, and I know this because people write and go, oh, buddy, you stitched him up again. And this is like three or four panelists, professional radio people, trying to come at me with you know rapid-fire questions or whatever it might be. And they end up just kind of going, well, we, we can't pin this guy down. So he's going to do well. If he, uh, if he wants to play nice, that's great. That that would that would be a good thing. I'd enjoy that. But if it's, mm. he's going to take the gloves off, mm. well, he'll go viral with that because it's not going to end well. I love how you take everyone word for word, face value, and if someone says something, you will pull them up on it because, and and you will go them why every time. I? That's why, why that's I? why it makes you such a great guest for a radio show or someone who yeah. is perfect to do a podcast because no matter what people say, you go whoa 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 whoa, hang yeah. on a minute, and you'll break it down and you'll talk uh-huh. about it and and you'll figure out. What, what the real do you like that? Do you think I love that's a good that. I think that's great. I do think, you do that? I, lo- I love that honesty. But the only thing that I think would stress me out if I had a, a, a part of your personality is the fact that I, I, I worried. I feel like you're worrying about things a bit more than you say you are. You've mentioned that before a couple of mm-hmm. times. But you really don't give a shit. No. Well, hang on a second. It's disappointing to see that somebody would you know say a falsehood about me. Mm-hmm. Um, because, well, where's the benefit in that? I mean, it makes you look silly. And I think the whole point was to make me look silly. And, and, and frankly, you've come off. No one's the winner. Let's all be honest with one another. Mm-hmm. There's too much dishonesty. Mm-hmm. You, you look at, oh boy, don't get me started. But I, I, I am frank. But do I worry about it? No. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not me that's being dishonest. I won't, Truth is stranger and more interesting than fiction, mm-hmm. right? Now, that, that's a fact. Um, you know, if somebody's telling you something that's not true, um, it's just, it, it can be entertaining to some extent. I mean, I guess, you know, we, we all, you know, maybe throw in a little bit of uh, poetic license to tell a story uh, to make it sound just that little bit better. But when you're telling the honest truth at all times, it, it, it actually is far more compelling, believe it or not, than when somebody's lying to you. Mm. And, and, and I guess, again, the devil's in the detail. I will pick you out if you've, if you've told me something that's wrong. Even a little white lie, I'll be like, no, it's not going to fly. So what are you going to do for bucks now? You mean you're doing a couple of TV commercials and stuff like that? I mean, the podcasts take a while to build up the following and then the, the advertising and stuff like that. What's, what's the mic going to plan? 
That's a good point. Do you know what? I'm not a planner much. Um, I'm a bit of a fly by the city of pants thing. Uh, I have spoken to uh, a lady about a radio position. Um, I, I think talk back. I don't think I'd go into one of these morning radio shows that focus on scandal and you've got six minutes to interview someone and try and then you've got to play an ad. But see, that, that wouldn't appeal to me. Um, I feel like, again, there's an agenda. What? You're frowning. You don't agree with this? No, no. I was actually just thinking of uh, where you could fit in on radio because you said you, want, you wanted to work on, on radio and talk back. And uh, I, j- I was actually, if you want, want me to be honest, I was thinking about a radio station where you could you could work uh, that really needs help at the moment because its ratings are absolute Which one? dog shit. Well, let's turn uh, them around. 4, 4BC in Brisbane. This is just down the road. Really? And uh, what, what their big mistake is that they're playing Sydney traffic reports and Sydney news and they've got... Alan Jones is a great broadcaster and Ray Hadley in the morning. He is, yeah. But it's so Sydney-centric and people in Brisbane are just going piss off. And, well, let me tell and that, that's been proven in the ratings. But they, they could, you should hit them up and say, hey. Why wouldn't you have I'll do, I'll do a couple job. hours a day. Because like I mentioned to you before, I, I, you know, I don't want to dedicate my whole, a big chunk of my time to working on a radio okay. station where um, you know, I'd love doing it. And I've worked on radio for about 20 years of my life. But you've got to be out there constantly promoting and working with just the radio station. Yeah. But I've got... You know, TV shows and films, yeah, and a you, film festival, and you're frying other and, fish, and so many, uh, so many other things that I'm doing and that I want to do. Um, but you know, and that's not to say that I'd never get back on radio. Yeah. Uh, you know, if if uh, I actually thought about you know hitting up 4BC and go, hey, you know what, you you need a good local show, and well, I don't want I know to step some, on your toes. Some great talent like um, Sammy Power, who used to do breakfast here in in Sydney, uh, number one breakfast show. Oh, sorry, in uh, in Brisbane and in Sydney, she was on. On air there with uh, on Triple M. Yeah, she would be great. She just runs the Jam Powers Farmers Markets here, and she's a, a wasted talent. She should be on air on Four BC no doing her own talkback show. Yeah, I the agree. only reason why she wouldn't is she, she should not know a lot about politics. But you know, you can just read the paper that day and figure yeah, out what, that's right. what the yeah. hell they're talking about. I'm across the political sort of spectrum, um, but I will say this: uh, Look, can, can I be completely honest with you? I, I realized that in life. You know, really, somebody said to me once, you know, all you really have is your memories. And, you know, when we when we leave this mortal coil, mm. I mean, all we're really left behind is our legacy. What mm. you've done. Have you done something positive? Have you made a difference? Have you, have you, what's your footprint? Uh, and if the podcasting thing is the way to change the world, mm. um, maybe you can't do it. Maybe you can. I'm sure it's all going to die trying. Um, mm. But... I want to make a positive change in this world because we don't have a lot of time. Mm. And and look, we'll talk back somehow achieve that. If it if it was a better uh, option than than say doing a podcast, yeah, I'd go for it. I think you know if it's not, I won't. If it's someone you believe in and and you you trust as an independent journalist, which is basically what podcasters are, yep. then you know that they're going to get the, the facts of the story rather than hearing a news bite on a TV show or radio right. show that. That could have been influenced by whoever was in the ad break that they yeah. just played. Well, the, the, they they'd either love me or hate me because I can tell you right now, I'll get to the truth. Um, and and probably like you, Mike, and I've liked your style um, for years. Actually, I'm a big fan of you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I never get told out you of that. town. Yeah, no, I did. I always liked your style. You always had a, like a nice humility, um, and you yeah got a great voice. Uh, but you've also got a the way you carry yourself, the way you speak. I'm, I've always been a big fan of that. Uh, and which is why I'm here, because uh, you know we met, and I was actually very, uh, I was a little bit starstruck meeting you. Just quite get out of town. Excuse me, I, I, I met you. You were holding a pig, and it shat I, on you. Uh, <laughs> That's what happens when you hold a pig. We we're doing a was it a fundraiser for the RSPCA, yeah. and you you showed up and you pet pig. Oh, g'day, Mike. Mike, pleased to meet you. Oh, your pig just shat on you. Well, and it was like <laughs> I think it weed on me actually. Oh, weed. Okay, fair. sorry. Well, can I tell you the story of that pig? Yeah, sure. Okay. 
So a friend of mine um, who I haven't known long, but a lady that owns a little, uh, not far from here, a little, the Unchained Animal Welfare uh, Society, she has a farm that she created where she takes these, you know, homeless and, and uh, injured animals from factory farms. And she actually will home them in this beautiful space that she's got, uh, you know, just outside of Brisbane here. And I met her and I was a big fan of what she did. So I went along and we chatted and, and then I went to the RSPCA thing and, and they said, look, you've got to bring a pet with you. And I don't, I have a pet, a cat and a dog in Sydney at the moment and I, I'm not able to bring him to my place in Goldie because I can't have pets there. But I said to her, look, can I bring little Samson? Samson was that pig's name. And she said, absolutely. So she came along with me. We both got dressed up. And Samson doesn't like to be held and he doesn't really go on the ground well in public. He just runs away and squeals. So he will go in this little pram though. And I'm thinking, oh God, here we go. I'm going to be walking a pig in a pram down the red carpet. <laughs> but I thought, you know what? Hey, if this helps a little awareness of just, you know, raises a little awareness of, you know, people that shouldn't, you know, I don't like keeping animals in cages, especially not factory farms. And that's what pigs live their lives yeah. doing, which is shit, man. Yeah, begging's the worst thing there. Well, it's, uh, unless it's, it's free range and nitrate free, which is so hard to get oh, if you have to. It. And we just don't need it, right? So, no. and all these farmers are sitting there going, "Shut up, mate!" You know, yeah. you don't know what you're talking about. But look, and well, I see their point. Just, just grow things that that. We well, they eat. could they could easily just, rather than growing meat. Well, it's probably not easy to, to change a, a cattle farm or a cattle station into you know crops of. But it's not out of the and, and there may come a day come a the day where it's a necessary is there thing to, to do that. I mean, yeah. uh, you look at the guy who's growing. I think it's something like thirty percent of Australia's tomatoes at the moment. I bet he's killing in it. greenhouses out in the desert. They said that could never happen. Yeah, and that that kind of technology is mind blowing for how easy it is to grow vegetables That's in right. parts of the world where they didn't think that they could. That's right. And desalinization of of salt water now to to grow crops in areas where there's not normally that much rain. Sure. Is, is such a big thing. And the energy cost of, de- of desalinization plants is mm. unbelievable. They built one down in Sydney. I don't even know that they've started the damn thing up yet. Mm. Mm. Well, they didn't build another catchment, I'll never know. But I think it was Bob Carr that he went over to um, uh, Dubai years ago and they wined and dined him. They sold him about a $3 billion unit and came and, and installed the thing. Mm. I don't think they've turned the thing on yet. Or maybe they have. It's going to get cheaper though. Uh, like like everything, you know. Energy like, is a big issue for this this country, it, uh, for this world. And, and I mean, obviously everyone wants solar power and we want wind power and we want wave power. We want more more dams so that we, we can conserve the water for the regional areas. But there's steps to get there. And there un- unfortunately, we can't go, right, no more coal fire because we're all going to be having lamps in our houses and cooking on, on coal stoves. It's, yeah. it's like we, we need it in the meantime to be able to get there. There's, there's no point in us paying the prices that that generation that just has to pay 20 times our electricity bill because there's no other choice other than... Yeah putting all of the money into uh, electricity, into, into solar. So I think we, st- we still need to have a few coal-fired power stations, at least for the next 30, 40 years. We definitely do. And, and nor does the technology exist. It, it, you know, let's take solar, for, for instance. I believe that the most efficient solar panel can work at something in the, in the 20% efficiency. Mm. I mean, once that gets up around the 75 and over percentage mm. of efficiency, then there'll be a more viable option. Um, you know, we've got wind power, we've got it tidal batteries. power. It comes down to batteries. And the battery size is coming down. Like the new Mitsubishi, um, it's it's got a uh, a car battery in it, uh, mm-hmm. the, the electric car that Mitsubishi are bringing out, and you can par- once you park it in your house, you can run your house off the car. That's really cool. Yeah, That's and really uh, cool. there's there's a new documentary out. The guy who made that sugar film, I can't remember what his name is. Oh, uh, what is that? Was the name of that film? Um, it's it's 2040 or something like that. Yeah. He 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 basically in this documentary he goes and explores all the different ways that we could use renewables right now yeah. in society, and uh, he goes and meets this scientist. 
from uh, Bangladesh who went to the US and studied at MIT and he put solar panels on all these people's houses and connected them. So when you're not using the solar in your house, it's you're just part of the, the person next door yeah. or it's getting saved to a battery and the person four blocks down can be using that, but you're making money off them yeah. and they make money off you or That's vice great. versa. Yeah. And there's, but they, these are people who are just running a TV in one light. We, sure, sure. We, we got to run the, the, the dishwasher. The air con, the, the hot water. There's, yeah. There's so much yeah. more that's going on here, but we're going in the right direction doing uh, that kind of thing. Do you think we are? I mean, you look at some of these companies, I mean, why aren't we pouring effort and energy into discovering or certainly it, it developing um, existing technologies? Mm. Because I feel like we spoke this on about this on my podcast the other day. Our humans, as humans, I think we're so resourceful, uh, and yet it's as if we solve problems when they arise. We're not very good at preventative solving of problems because I feel like it could sort of come too late for for us if we don't get onto you know solving issues now. You know, mm. we can't burn coal. Uh, we can't burn coal forever. And we no. certainly these are non renewable resources. You know, the oil that we mm. burn that stuff. You know, it was developed in swamp lands mm. millions of years ago yeah. and is sat under the ground. Once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. And as well as that, it, long before it's gone, we're going to have damaged the environment with mm. the stuff we're using. I mean, we're burning this stuff at a rate you would not believe. And it's mm. it's no good for the environment. We know that. Yeah. We already know this. It's technology. Putting money into technology. Like I was reading one the other day about this. Uh, university has developed a technology to, to suck co2 from the atmosphere to make coal yep so we're pumping it into the atmosphere and then we're sucking it out to make coal so it's like a a circle of making it and creating it Look, so if there was an efficiency there yeah. and it wasn't damaging you know ecologically then it's fine i'm all for it but mm. it, unfortunately the, the environment has a, a, a price to pay and mm. and we are part of that environment i feel like we, we as humans think that we're somehow removed from the, the environment we can go into our comfortable little home with our aircon and our hot hot you know electric blanket and all the you know creature comforts of life but how long is that going to last mm. i do think that the um you know the, the power companies and the uh you know the big petro companies are, are all in the same way that cigarette companies are, were putting out press releases to say the smoking's That's not right. that bad for you. That's right. They're doing that now. And I think in the next 30, 40 years, we're going to look back. Remember when they are telling us that we had to have coal-fired power stations and we couldn't live without them and, and coal is here yeah. for the future and, you know, we have clean coal that, that burns and doesn't even put anything yeah. in the atmosphere. I mean... We can look back and say, what a load of crap that we were fed and we believed it. It's unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, just make these solar pa panels more efficient. You know, the, the, the sun, our sun, uh, generates more power in one second than we would generate in the something like a million years. How, how come we're not harnessing that? How come we're not, you know... It, it just feels like we've gi not given up. But more we're money just not into putting it. it. Exactly. Like, take, who, who, take the money it away. Take? take the, the money away that, that governments are, are giving to people like Adani to be able to set up and the, the mining companies in Australia they already make billions but they still put they're they still put going millions, ahead they put millions into those companies why not take those millions out yeah. and put them in renewables put them in and I, I think that's what uh, what you know the Labour Party are trying to do from, did you from jump up and down the, about that Adani thing their campaign um, only be, for the main reason being that it was going to be uh, near the Great Barrier Reef and I yeah. thought that it had created a lot of damage yeah um, and did we need to build something so ridiculously, stupidly huge? Yeah. Uh, just just so we can make a shit ton of money out of India. Well, that's right. Because most of that coal or whatever it is, that, you know, the, the minerals and elements they're taking out of the ground, we're not even going to use it. It's the same we do with our gas. We yeah. take all this gas out, we sell it to them for like two cents a litre, and yeah. we got to buy it at our service station for a buck fifty. Yeah. How's that work? We're, we're paying more money for electricity than here than than the people in India are paying something like a thousand percent less, and it's our coal. That's right. How, how does that work? 
Anyway, we we could talk about renewables. We could talk, I know we could. We could go on and on forever and get all political. But uh, you know, we've we've been yapping on for probably what would be the longest podcast I've done. Is that right? Yeah. And I feel like we've only just scratched the well, surface. Well, that's why you've got your own show. That's why you've got your podcast that you could take to the world. You could change the world, right? Am I gonna? Do you come down the Goldie much? Are you going to come and chat with us? I'd love to come and chat on your show. For we'll, sure. we'll make it light and fluffy. I feel like you're right. We got a little dark and deep. No, there. You know, but no, but that's what people want. They want real conversations. They want yeah. us to talk about what we think and what's going on, and you know, they can they can. Get, get a vibe for what, what is happening in the world. Let me ask you this though, Mike. It's one thing to talk about it, but when are we going to get some real action on this stuff? Well, how do you create action and, and take it away from your Facebook page is a really good question. That's what I want you to talk about on your show. And you know, everyone gets in their echo chamber and says, we should have coal-fired power stations. Mm. We shouldn't have, you know, we, we shouldn't be making kids have sex changes just because yeah. they think they're a girl or a boy at, at age six or seven, you know. If you really do feel strongly enough about it and you get a petition from people and take it to your local politician and, and, and actually, you know, s- start a group where you actually go out and meet or protest or, you know, get donations so that you can you can start a advertising campaign so, so that you, you can get the truth out there See, to the public. okay, yeah. You know what I mean? You, absolutely. Because it's not going to do anything just, just... My dad's a perfect example. Like, he's on his Facebook page... Every day, he's just saying the same shit to the same fucking people, sure. and they're just agreeing. Nothing with changes. Him. That's not going to change Speaking shit the choir, in the world. Yeah. He's sitting there constantly retweeting stuff about Donald Trump or the environment and how you know electric cars are a crock of shit. Those people all agree with you, and that's the only reason why they're there. I mean, yeah. what, what's the point? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, look, but t- okay, so you get a petition, you've got all this great support behind you, but ultimately is it going to make any difference do i have to go down and join politics in canberra i mean is this is this what it's going to take if i'd you, hate to if, think if, i if have you to do and, and even just running for parliament on your own values and and the things that you want to see change about <sighs> the world can help because yeah. you say to the one who who you know is going to win if it's a liberal area i'm going to give my preferences to you but this is the main thing i believe yep. in i want to see a a uh, independent political overseer to stop corruption in federal politics, which we don't have at the moment. Yeah. And I'm going to give you my preferences if you I'd push love that, that job. to happen. I would love that job. Do you know what I mean? I'd haul it people yeah. across well, the coals. Well, we need it. Because they've got it in state parliament, but they don't have it in, in federal politics. And that's one thing. Might throw my hat in the ring. Jeez, I'd, 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 it's, it's so Maybe should be a politician, Mike Gunner. Vote one, Mike Gunner. Yeah, it's so dry. I'm going to do these things. The wheels turn so slowly. Um, but I will tell you this before I, before we sign off here. Yeah, you know I often watch um, Question Time, mm. and I and I watch these guys, and I think they're just not hitting it on the head. They're losing their way, and they're getting you know uh, they're losing their nerve in the in the wrong moments. And I think, geez, I wish I was in there, you know, s- telling it how it was, because mm. I can tell you, no one to get one over on me. Simple as that. Yeah, you're oh, a good politician. They could be wait, wait, yelling. Wait, what'd for, you say? I'm going to talk to you about that. Wait, wait. Oh yeah. There'd be no question. I, I think I could do it, um, you know, and, and, and I think that I've got fair, you know, I've got good values that I think would represent people. Um, I, I haven't put a lot of thought into it. Somebody else asked me that the other day. In fact, that journalist that wrote a horrible story said, you know, you've got all these you know, beliefs. Why don't you join politics? And to me, on the face of it, it just sounds so dry and boring. Mm. But at the same time, it's going to get some change. I will get in there, but I'll tell you what, I'll make it spicy. Oh, yeah. You know, question time will never be the same again. They won't get one past me. It's that simple. Yeah, cool, man. I like that. I'm, I might even vote for you. Vote one, Mike Gunner. What would it be? 2023, I think, would be the next election. Would you wear a badge with we, my we name could do, I'll come and hand out how to vote cards for you. My stepdad was a federal politician for 30 years. So I, I've, uh, you know, lived and worked around all that kind of stuff. But we'll talk about that on your show. Let's do that. Mike Gunner, thank Let's you so that. much for being on the mic. You're a true champion. Mike Goldman. good to get to know you. Damn, it's good to meet you. See what you like. And, yeah. and, and, and I like what I see. Do you? You're a good guy. Good, man. Right back at you. Thanks for watching. See you next time. See you guys.